Today's episode is brought to you by Pat Live. Did you know 76% of customers hang up if they don't reach a live person? And 85% of those customers won't call back after an unanswered call. Missed calls means missed opportunities to successfully grow your business. Pat Live offers 24-7 live answering services so you can spend less time on the phone and more time focusing on your business. You know, finding your frequency listeners, we've got to focus on those businesses. Unlike many other live answering service, they're open 365 days a year. Their friendly and professional agents are all located in the United States and provide all the benefits of a personal receptionist, but at a fraction of the cost. They offer fully customizable scripts and call handling experiences to fit your business needs and fit seamlessly with your brand. Pat Live is more than just an answering service. They offer everything from message taking, call screening and transfers, to lead collection, appointment scheduling, order processing, and more. And now, for a limited time, Pat Live is offering listeners of this podcast Finding Your Frequency 15% off the regularly listed rates. This is only available over the phone, so make sure you give them a call right now at 866-712-1879. Again, that's 866-712-1879. And mention the Finding Your Frequency podcast for more information or visit patlive.com. 15% off the regularly listed rates. Make every call count with Pat Live. 866-712-1879. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still seeing it quite well through that haze. The fight is going to be equals MC. That all men are created About the future innovation. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your host, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I am your host, Ryan Treasure. If you're listening on your favorite podcasting device, please make sure you share this to all of your friends. Uh, and then, of course, uh, whether you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, or all those other wonderful outlets, please make sure to give us a nice five-star review because five stars are better than four. We want to hear from you. You can email me at info at voiceamerica.com. And you're listening to Finding Your Frequency right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Uh, again, thank Thank you guys for tuning in. We have a fantastic guest for you guys today. Uh, you know, we, we love telling stories here on on finding a frequency. We love hearing the you know stepping out of your comfort zone and, and and really finding some true passion, following that passion and 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 what what is it that drives people to start their own businesses, to write those books, to become speakers, or 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 uh, you know just just do something different than the standard nine to five. And so we're really going to talk about that today as we discuss uh, entrepreneurship. But we're going to talk about it from a female perspective, uh, as so many times we've talked about this from a male perspective. It's always great to get the other side of the coin uh, because I'm wholeheartedly believing uh, for my whole life that anybody and anybody can be an entrepreneur, uh, whether you're a man, woman, or even a child. It doesn't matter. You should start that uh, journey often. And uh, one recommendation I have for you guys out there is start playing Monopoly with your kids. Start playing a game called Cash Flow with your kids so that way they learn about money. They learn how to make money they understand how that works and so we'll talk some more about that later on in the show but i want to get right to our guest uh 
We have a fantastic guest. Her name is Char Moore. Uh, she runs Y Mag, and uh, there's something powerful about Char. She's known as the Y Woman. Uh, she has dedicated her life to helping women realize their innate abilities so they can overcome the obstacles that would otherwise stand in their way of success. Char, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. Uh, I appreciate it. You know, uh, uh, it's six o'clock in the morning for Char. She is all the way across the pond in Australia. Uh, so we want to definitely thank you for jumping up so early in the morning. Uh, you got some coffee in your cup this morning? I do. And I've got the perfect face for radio this morning as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You know, uh, I'm a bald, I'm a bald man. So I, I have a face for radio as well. You know, most of the folks you see on TV, they have this nice woofy hair and yeah, that's not me. <laughs> but Char, I mean, uh, I mean, you, you have such an incredible story. You've, you've, uh, you know, really blazed a trail for female entrepreneurs and been extremely successful in your life. And, you know, we really want to start from the very beginning because here at Finding Your Frequency, it's really all about the journey, right? The, the why. And so let's just kind of going back to the beginning, uh, just tell us how you found your frequency in life and in business and, and, and how did you get where you are? Absolutely. Thank you, Ryan. And, and it's a great question because I think often people look at uh, the person we are today and, uh, you know, I'm heading for 50 next year and everyone looks at this person standing in front of them, but they don't understand that each one of us have a backstory and it's, it's how we've become the person we are today that's most important. So I'm actually Indian born in Thailand and at the age of 11, uh, I moved to Victoria country Victoria in Australia uh, at the age of four but at the age of 11 I was betrothed to a man who was nine years older than me which is very very customary tradition uh, in the Indian society and uh, so he was living in Thailand and I was growing up in a in a country environment in Australia going to western schools with you know blonde haired girls with freckles and here I was this tan skinned dark haired girl wearing an engagement ring so you can imagine the bullying and isolation I felt because I was the odd one out. So at 15 and a half, my stepfather who raised me, my Aussie dad, uh, my best friend, uh, he found out about the situation, Ryan, and I guess he asked me the most pivotal question of my entire life that at the time, being a young girl of 15 and a half, I didn't actually understand the weight of the question he'd asked me and the importance of my answer. But what I knew in that moment, literally with the snap of her fingers, was this was my moment to choose a different path. And one I didn't even realise I had a choice because the, the society and the, the uh, traditions that come with that custom are very much about you do as you're told and speak when spoken to. But I sat there in that moment and it felt like forever, but I finally uttered the words no. And he said, I'll take care of it. And that shifted my whole life into a different trajectory. And Ryan, you know, it's one of those things, I don't know what it's like with over there in the States, but I can promise you here in Australia, when women go on to a diet and they starve themselves of the things that they love and everything starting with C is bad for you, let's face it, chocolate, champagne, etc. cetera. <laughs> uh, I, I felt like my life had been on a diet. And all of a sudden, I could choose what I wanted to do, who I married, where I lived, when I started a family, rather than being 16 and having moved to Thailand and I would have started my family already. So it shifted me onto this path of, 
wow, now it's my choice. It was so scary because I, my whole life I'd been told how to present myself to the world because I was spoken for. So I then had this this craving and hunger to go out there and explore the world and what could I do and what were my limitations that I would place on myself rather than being told I'm just an uneducated, you know, 11-year-old, 15-year-old girl, maybe I can do more. And so I, I, my, my teen, later teens and 20s were spent proving to the world that I was worthy. And uh, so I was getting jobs that I was so underqualified for uh, because I had that bravadery that if you give me a chance, if you see something in me that has hope that we can do this, uh, please give me the job and I promise you, you will not regret it. And I met my husband at, uh, at 17. Uh, we've been married nearly 30 years. Uh, we've travelled the world, living in Thailand and the Middle East. I've pre-opened hotels in Thailand, ran the largest group of spas uh, in the corporate industry, opened my own spa in the desert of the Middle East. I've done all of these things and at some point I got to a, a stage in my 30s where I realised I had to let go of that victim role. Ryan, when you're starved of attention, quality time, people believing in you and telling you're amazing, I never heard those words growing up. And I looked for it, but then I realised playing victim and letting my past dictate my future didn't serve me, but it certainly didn't serve the person on the other end of the phone either. Then I started to realise that maybe that was my gift to actually unwrap and find my purpose in life. You call it finding your frequency. I call it your soul's fingerprint. Like our fingerprint, it's unique to us. And only we have it, Ryan. And I just then became this unstoppable woman that you cannot say, no, you can't do this to. And I just went out there in the world and created this beautiful life, family and business. Wow. First of all, I have to throw a round of applause out here. It's uh, and, and that round of applause is for your Aussie dad. I mean, it, oh, I know. is that is that not like like he's like your superhero? He he helped you to give you a voice and give you a choice uh, in in the trajectory of your own life. And what an amazing thing for somebody to do for another human being to recognize that and to uh, have the wherewithal to say, you know what? What do you want to do? A thousand percent. And without him, I am, would never be the woman I am today because he said words to me after that situation. And apart from feeling bad that he didn't know about it for so long and couldn't do anything about it, but when he did find out, at least he did something. And he then said to me, my nickname was Puss because I was this quiet, wide-eyed girl that just looked around the room and didn't say anything because that was how I was groomed. And he would say, Puss, do you realise you can do anything that you decide to do? And those words still today with some big projects we're working on, that is what makes me step forward and push through the fear that holds so many people back. Yeah, uh on this show, we have a promo that plays uh, to promote the show. And one of the lines in the promo, it says summoning your intestinal fortitude, right? Oh. To, to take a step, to take a leap, you know, to, to trust in yourself and move forward in a direction that's positive, enlightening and engaging. Uh, and that, and that it's for your purpose. And I love the, I love the idea of, of soul fingerprints, 
Um, mm. You know, that resonates with me uh, on an extremely high level and will probably end up being the title for this episode, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's so, you know, people don't understand. I, I mentor and have done for 10 years and work with women all over the world and they've forgotten what makes them them and they think they need to be the next amazing person or, you know, I hear, oh, I want to be the next Oprah. Why? One, she's still around and two, why not be the first of yourself because your soul's fingerprint has only been given to you and that's what makes you you yeah that's an uh, a, a great thing to say uh, i have a six-year-old daughter and you know one of the things that she always tells me is you know dad i want to be a singer i want to be an actress i want to you know she, every day it changes you know she's six uh, and, and <laughs> you know but the one thing she says to me that sometimes strikes a chord is she's like i want to be uh i want to be a singer like jojo siwa or i want to be mm. you know like this person and you know as as a father i'm always like marley you don't need to be them you you're you like you can be better than them like they're they're setting a path that will allow you to be better and bigger than what that is right now you know and in the in the radio business in the music industry that's what's happening every day you have uh, artists who are breaking stigmas and uh, people who are paving a way for a generation that's to be determined. I mean, you think about it, there's uh, on this particular earth right now, which is, which I think is mind boggling. You have, uh, you know, and I don't know if you guys classify um, generations the same way uh, in Australia as we do in the U S but you know, you have, uh, you have people called the baby boomers, right. That were uh, born, yes. born right after world war two. You have uh, generation X uh, that are still yes. alive and kicking. You have, you have, uh, uh, you have my generation, which is like right in the middle. And I call myself an Xennial, right. Um, I'm like half a gen X and half a millennial, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not either one wholeheartedly. Right. Uh, and then you have, and then you have millennials and then you have another up and coming uh, set of people called gen Z. And, and then you have my daughter who's six years old, who they haven't even came up with a name for their particular generation yet. But we live in a time where all of these different types of generations are coexisting simultaneously. And to see what baby boomers did for Gen X and what Gen X did for millennials and what millennials are doing for Gen Z, you know, all of those things are a cascade, like a waterfall of knowledge and benchmarks that get set along the way that I feel pave the way for other people down the road to become even greater than the people before them. Absolutely. And it's interesting, you know, uh, Mariana Williamson has a quote around, uh, you know, stepping into your light. And <clears throat> when we do so, we give permission for others to do the same. And that is such an important statement. You can look it up and get the full term. It's a little bit long, but it, it's essentially that when we all step through that big F doorway of fear and step through the other side and realize it's actually not that bad, and what's waiting for us is everything because, one, we give permission for others. So, you know, I speak on stages all over the world and I'm honoured to be invited and, and shows like this. And I'm so grateful, Ryan, because I only ever turn up for one person. And people go, but sure, there's 50,000 people listening or 500 in your audience. It doesn't matter. If we, if we just as humans around the planet 
Get up every day and as our feet touch the ground, ask yourself, who's one person I can help to think bigger today and find their soul's fingerprint? We would absolutely not live in the chaos we live in today around the world because we don't need to fix the whole planet. We just need to fix one. Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of like macroeconomics, right? You you, you start with the smaller to get to the greater mm. and it has to start one person at a time, one helping hand at a time, one gesture at a time. And, you know, you, 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 you spoke about something which I think for a lot of people here in the United States, we, you know, uh, absolutely take for granted. I mean, there's not such things in the U.S. as arranged marriages. I'm sure there probably are. They're just very far mm. and few between, but you know, looking at other countries around the world that still have um, some some different traditions that aren't, uh, I guess, aligned with standard Western traditions of, you know, being able to kind of grow up and, and take your path. I mean, uh, for an example, you know, I, I, I told myself, you know, I'm not going to get married until I can support my wife. You know, uh, mm. I had a girlfriend for a long time. She stayed with me for so long. I don't even she's my wife now. But what I, what I mean is. Mm she could have easily said, you know what? This guy's not putting a ring on my finger. He doesn't care about me. He doesn't love me. Uh, you know, he doesn't, he does, he's not committed. And, and she could have left and, and went somewhere else, but she didn't because we had conversations and I said, you know, um, I'll ask you to marry me when I buy us a house. Right. Mm. I, I want to, I want to go the different direction. I don't want to say, um, let's go get married and then struggle together to try to build something. Um, you know, let me go finish my school. Let me go do this. Let me go get a good job. And then, and then let's start talking about those types of things. And I think so many people get stuck in the traditional way of doing things that they forget that, you know, you can forge your own path at any one given time, uh, and direct those. And the people that you tag along or they come with you in those spaces, they stay with you for a reason. And it's not because you're, you know, uh, uh, you know, like making a lot of money, but because they truly love you. And I think that that was one thing that was so helpful to my relationship with my wife that, you know, we have an inseparable bond. She's my best friend. We've been through so many ups and downs together. And, but it was because of those goals that we set for ourselves to say, Hey, you know what, let's get us established as, as, mm. as people before we make us established as a couple, because I, I, I feel, you know, my mom always used to tell me that the best relationship is when a man can go and be a man and a woman can go and be a woman. And if by chance they can go be themselves and doing that together, then that's a good relationship. Um, and so we've had always strive for that. And I love that your Aussie dad was able to give you that opportunity for you to make a decision because how life changing was that for you? It must have sent no. your mentality in a, in a, in a way that you had never kind of thought before. How long did it take you once you were able to make that decision for you to understand um, how the severity of the implication of that particular question that, that he gave you? Oh, look, my, my head was spinning for, for a while and at 17 and a half, I ended up moving out of home because I barely finished year 11 studies because I was supposed to be getting married that year. So there was no emphasis on doing well at school. And I thought, well, now I've got this opportunity, I'm going to move out and see what I'm good at. And uh, so I just applied for all these jobs and ended up being accepted uh, within one plastics packaging company as a receptionist. And as, you know, destiny would have it, that's where I met my soulmate. He actually started on the same day uh, at the same company. And, uh, you know, we were married a few years later. But I just think that when we 
what we I believe what's happening around the world at the moment Ryan is too many people are giving their power away to external sources and even external pieces uh, people and what's happening when we do that is we no longer trust our internal intuition or our gut feeling and that internal gps as i call it is guiding you towards your purpose in life and i just felt like even this this job i took it wasn't in some shiny business office it was literally in a plastics packaging company with this tiny little office but i just felt this need that i needed to say yes to the job if i didn't i wouldn't be happily married with you know, for 30 years, having travelled the world with this man who's my soulmate, three kids, you know, two grandkids, the whole deal. So I think that we need to <laughs> stop fighting that internal voice and stop listening to the itty bitty S committee that sits on our shoulder and actually tune into what we need. Uh, I've, I fumbled a lot, of course, because I had no self-confidence. I was told, uh, you know, that I, I could only ever find a partner because I was so ugly um, because it was an arranged marriage that I wouldn't achieve anything. Indian women don't start businesses, don't even, even let that into your mind. So when I went through that whole corporate journey, ran the largest group of spas, here I am turning up with this dirty year 11 report card that said she wasn't here enough to grade, no formal qualification but that fortunately the bosses that were hiring me saw my determination and my look in my eyes they saw that I was someone that if they gave me a chance they would see amazing results and uh, I have incredible relationships with all those bosses still today uh, I just think all of us need to find that mentor role and I'm a mentor now of course to women but along the way I've had different mentors so if you're facing something and you're listening to this, reach out to someone who can help you shine a light forward and really all they're going to be doing is holding a mirror up and asking you to ask some questions and reflect inside what's the right next step for me today. Oh, so powerful, so powerful. Uh, thank you for sharing that story with us. I think that our listeners will definitely be able to get uh, some great value out of that and um you know, I want to shift gears just a little bit. You know, we've been talking about, you know, your innate, people's innate ability to go off and, and, and follow their passion. And, you know, yeah, absolutely. Reach out if you if you need help. Mentors are all over the place. They are in there. You may not even know that they're there, but they're there. Um, I think sometimes it's about getting away from those self-limiting beliefs um, and taking a step. I mean, one of the first steps uh, is asking for help. I talk to my employees. Like, I talk to my employees about that all the time. That's one of the questions I ask when I'm interviewing new employees, right? I mean, I, I asked them, I said, Hey, uh, you know, when you're dealing with customer service and you know, you get to a point with a customer where you've literally tried anything and everything you possibly could to make this person happy and they're still not happy. What do you do? And so many people will get stuck in the idea of, oh, well, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to do this. And, you know, there's a very select few people that say, you know what, I'm going to ask for help. Mm. And I think if yeah, you're look, able to if, do if that. If we don't ask, the answer's <laughs> always no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, what, what is the saying? Only the squeaky wheel gets oiled. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 
but let, let's talk about um, let's talk about you. I mean, you you uh, uh, multi international award winning mentor, uh, author, international keynote speaker, founder of the Y Mag. Um, let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, uh, uh, how did you how did you position yourself for uh, these types of accolades? Because I think a lot of people out there that are uh, listening to the radio show, they they participate in what's called the gig economy, right? Uh, and so the gig economy is a lot of people working for themselves, um, you know, taking on you know gig and gig and different gigs in different places and uh, for different companies. Um, but how how do you leverage the gig economy in a space to build your brand up in a in a in an in an entity like you have, where now you are your brand? You know, you 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 founded the magazine. People want you to come out and speak. People want your mentorship. Um, but all of that doesn't just just show up out of nowhere. It takes effort and and stick to uh, in, or, in order in order to get all that to happen. So tell our listeners kind of a little bit about the journey from being a successful business person and running all of the spas and those other businesses to kind of where you are right now with your brand. Thank you. And it's a great question. And I I. I love it when I get asked this because it, it really, for me, Ryan, it boils down to one word, find your grit. When situations are presented to you that are tough, and let's face it, life is life, whether it's me, you or anyone, uh, it doesn't matter what level of the journey they're on in their business, we all face things and, uh, you know, the, the social fake book world, as I call it, people on Facebook and social media, uh, they, they project what they want you to see, but everyone faces the same thing. So I think stop believing what you're seeing and just start to tap into what's actually going on behind the scenes. So there's been many opportunities that have presented themselves to me along this path. And even, you know, being offered roles to run the largest spa group in Thailand, I sat down literally with my husband and I said, this is a joke. They've sent it to the wrong person because I, I'm not a uni degree qualified person. I don't have background experience in this. They literally thought they'd sent it to the wrong person. And he looked at me and said, stop doubting yourself. They're, they haven't sent it to the right wrong person you're the right person for the role, that's what they're looking for. And I then looked in the mirror and thought, well, what's the worst that could happen? People think failure is the biggest, worst thing they'll ever go through. I'm sorry, but I call them flessons. <laughs> failure are lessons. If you have a flesson in life, it's to teach you, one, what to do next time, what not to do next time. They're all valuable and it, you cannot go through life without flessons. Well, you how cannot. Do you, how, do you, how do you truly understand what success is if you've never actually failed? So here's the thing as well, Ryan, what is success? If we if we had another, you know, a few hours, we could really drill down because everyone has their own definition of literally everything. If you ask someone what's their definition of success, if you have, you know, a Facebook page or a way that your community can answer this question, ask them that question and I can guarantee you everyone's definition of success is different. Some people might say I have a I have a healthy family, I have a dog that loves me. I have a mother who is adorable. I'm, I'm successful because I have this. Or others might say, I have, you know, nine zeros in the bank, therefore I am successful. There is not one answer to that Agreed, question. Yeah. And I think 
all of us need to just understand what is our definition? What does success look to me? For me, I have a healthy family, three children, two beautiful grandchildren. We work from a stunning home office. My husband is now full-time in the business. We travel. with That for me is success. Regardless of what my bank account shows, that's just printed paper. It's the difference we make to our charity in India to support uneducated girls. The fact that we can do that, the fact that we could adopt our daughter at six days old from India and give her a life with us, with our two boys, that for me is success. So we need to stop letting society and unfortunately mainstream media has a lot to answer for because they they tell us what we should have and should do and we need to stop shooting on people yeah i i 100 agree with you and i feel like you know entertainment does the same thing it glamorizes um you know physical things rather than the things i feel that are more important and if i was to answer the question of what is success for me um, my answer would be very similar to you mine would be well-adjusted children <laughs> you know, yes. I, I feel like I, w- I feel like, yes, I have a career and a job and, you know, I work every day. We do radio interviews and, you know, I, 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 t- I say this all the time. I don't do these radio interviews because, um, you know, it's just it's 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 uh, it's it's not I don't do them just because I do them for a reason. I do them because. This information, these things, these topics, these discussions, these questions and answers that are given out to the users, to the listeners, to the people who listen to the show, you know, I'm hoping that they're learning something from this. Um, I'm hoping that they're understanding that when I internalize something with my own life that, you know, I, I only have my own life to speak of. I only have my own experiences to speak of. And so I can only put those into those type of uh, uh, in, into those containers, uh, for lack of a better term. And having a guest on like you helps us to kind of expand those ideas and make sure that people understand that. You know, there are multiple uh, definitions of success and it's important that you do look in the mirror and you and you see who you are as a person and what you want to accomplish and what makes you have, you know, what I what I say, you know, makes your heart happy Um, because, you know, having a big wallet um, doesn't necessarily make your heart happy like that old song where like money can't buy you love. Uh, Mm. You know that that's 100 percent true when you talk about what is the meaning of success. Um, and so I think you and I have some synergies in that space because, you know, as long as my bills are paid and I have a roof over my head, the other most important thing for me is, is my family and specifically my daughter and making sure that she grows up understanding and knowing how the world works so she can navigate it appropriately and also find her passion and what motivates and drives her so that way she can live a life of abundance and she can be gratified for herself and no one else. Hundred percent, and you know I love everything you've said there, and we're we're so similar in our our thought process. Uh, when we we aim to please others, ultimately we're letting ourselves down. And again, society has has driven us in such a way that we're meant to say yes and make everyone else happy. And I think when you get to a certain age in life, you look in the mirror and you say, well, when is it my turn? And I specialise in working with women who are transitioning. They're, They're often going from children 
you know, that are teenage and don't need them as much and, uh, and, and or empty nesters and they've forgotten who they are and they've lost themselves in that process. Uh, and they come to me literally to go, I need to find my purpose, my why. Why do I get up every day? I don't know anymore. And I think when we ask those questions and start to unravel and peel away some of those onion layers, we actually need to also stand in our truth, Ryan, and that's not easy. And that's where that word grit comes in because grit comes from a very, very deep place deep in your soul and it takes everything you've got. Is it easy? Oh, my gosh, no. Some of the decisions I've made, even taking our magazine, well, firstly, starting a magazine because I don't have any experience in that uh, when I started, but then we took it from digital after four years and we took it to a print product, which was against the industry trend. Most magazine, big, big publishing houses were going from print to digital. That takes grit. But I knew deep inside of me, it was something I couldn't explain to anyone. And that's that feeling we all need to listen to that I knew this needed to happen. It needed it. Women needed this magazine. And the fact that we're still in print after three years and in hotels and airport lounges and things that you know only the big boys get to do, we are a small publishing house and we're there. So when you hear that that pull and that feeling and you get it deep inside you don't need to explain it to anyone you just need to keep following it and that will that internal gps will guide you down the right path every day of the week it's when we second guess it that's when the wheels fall off well let, let's talk about why mag um what is YMAG and, and, and what, what is its contents uh, that make YMAG different from, you know, the, you know, hundreds of other magazines that are in the particular space? What, what's unique about YMAG? Absolutely. So backstory of, I guess, how it started will make sense to why I called it that and and I guess now why it's doing so well. Uh, we came back from the Middle East, so we'd been travelling with our children for eight years and uh, took them on some great experiences living in Thailand and the Middle East, came back. I set up two uh, retail businesses, which were doing extremely well. And then we were devastated by the Queensland floods, which uh, indirectly affected the area where I had my shops. And I was literally facing bankruptcy and I walked into a newsagent to find a, an empowering magazine, one that would allow me to read articles and stories of other people who would face some kind of adversity and maybe through their mindset that they share of how they got through it, I might be able to move forward and uh, and fix this terrible situation. I was facing hundreds of thousands of dollars a debt. <clears throat> And I literally walked out of there disgusted because I'd been out of the country for eight years. I didn't realise how bad magazines had gotten in Australia. Everything was tabloid gossip, dirty lies. Their whole concept at that end of the magazine spectrum is if it bleeds, it leads. So the more drama, the more coverage and, and better space we give it in the product. And the other end of the spectrum is high-end A-lister celebrities, and they are beautiful people, majority of them. It's just the way they're portrayed by that magazine outlet to sell a cover. Often what's on the cover is a lie fabricated. Poor Jennifer Aniston, I think, has been pregnant 97 times now, poor woman, because they just <laughs> want to sell the cover, right? And yeah. they don't actually care that it's a lie. And, well, and, and that's, I just that's, felt... That's what I was talking about earlier, like the entertainment business and, and oh. the things that you see in the media, they, they perpetuate a, a look and a feel of what... Uh, 
you know, the, trying to set a, a standard of, you know, how you should look, dress, feel, all that kind of stuff that's so far out of touch with reality. It drives me nuts. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. And, you know, majority of those publications, those photos, those models on the cover aren't, don't even wake up looking like that. They're airbrushed and photoshopped and it's been proven time and time again. And, uh, you know, that that whole well, I was too fat in one magazine. I was too skinny in another. I'm like, well, what is going on? So I literally walked out devastated, all but bankrupt. And then I got angry. And then I said, like Gandhi says, be the change you want to see in the world. And I literally said the famous last words, Ryan, of how hard could it be? I'll start my own magazine. <laughs> uh, so that was my intention. And one thing I have is a very high integrity vault line. If I say I'm going to do something, I do it. So I literally put it out onto every network I could find and to my community and said, I'm going to start a magazine. I'm going to call it Why Mag. We're going to talk about why you do what you do so that your story and message can empower the reader. And literally that's how it started. It ran for four and a half years as a digital product while I went on my broke to BMW journey, which was the name of my book and mentoring program when I first started, I ran about 300 events on the east coast of Australia over four and a half years, bringing women together through Why Network and explaining why they do what they do. And then I was being, all these women that read our magazine, 35 to 55-year-old professional women, were reaching out to me saying, Shah, you need to print this. I'm old school. I want that tactile experience sitting on a couch with a glass of wine or cup of tea, and I want to be empowered by your content. It's amazing, but I don't want to read it on a device. And I thought, this is ridiculous. This is when all these magazines were closing print, going digital. And then I thought, there's something in this. So again, I trusted that internal voice saying, you need to do this. So I took that leap of faith, Ryan, and I closed my two successful businesses. My husband supported me and our family for eight months while I literally learned everything I could. And then we crowdfunded our magazine. So women in Australia that didn't know me or my product wanted this magazine so badly they put money into a crowdfund campaign and this July will be our third birthday issue in print. Uh, we're in news agents all over Australia. We're a digital product as well. We have a readership in the States and UK and other countries and we're now in Qantas, frequent, uh, Qantas domestic lounges and premium lounges as well as hotels. So it's the audience that have pulled us through what makes us different, Ryan, we don't have celebrities on the cover. We don't do gossip, diets, fashion, crosswords, recipes. They are done to death in other magazines and there's you can get that from them, not us. What we do is we publish four times a year and we profile eight women in each issue and why they do what they do. It has mindset activities so you can work on you. It has inspirational quotes. And we also have a segment called Why Teens. And we profile these teenagers in business and why they started them to give other teenagers hope that, you know, they can do it too. You don't have to wait until you're all grown up. Uh, <laughs> you can start now. So that's essentially our, our product. Oh, that's awesome. There's, I definitely feel some huge synergies between YMAG and, and Voice America. And, you know, the, the sole purpose why Voice America was created uh, back in 1999 was just for the simple fact that the owner of the company was doing terrestrial radio and was basically landlocked. Right. He's like, I can only get I can only get our messages out to, you know, 100 square miles or whatever the distance yeah. of the tower was. And he's like, there's got to be a better way. 
you know, and one of the reasons I've worked here for so long is, you know, we take a completely different approach with our content creation and everything that we do is centered around thought leadership and education and, um, you know, allowing people to understand how they can be better people and, and, and sharing stories just like yourselves of uh, examples of people who have put those uh, practices into play and have used their grit, you know, to get where they're going. Uh, and, and then from the teenage perspective too, we, you know, we have a couple of uh, kids based shows, one called teen wealth radio where, uh, you know, we, we, we help teens to learn about money and, you know, some of those kind of things. And, oh man, I, I probably have like a whole entire radio network full of women <laughs> that would be amazing for you to connect with. And, and when we, and offline, I'd love to connect you with some of those amazing women, even some that have, um, uh, uh, some some nonprofits that they work with. One of them is called Lead Up for Success, mm -hmm. Lead Up for Women. Uh, and so I'd love to connect you offline with some of those folks. I think that those would be some powerhouse connections and networking for the for you guys to kind of come together. I think there's some great. Thank synergies. you so much. Well, Shar, tell us where uh, people can find out more information about Shar Moore, the magazine, uh, and all of those things uh, on the interwebs. Yeah, absolutely. Look, the best link to go to, because I do do an, uh, too many things, my husband tells me, but <laughs> the main website link that will literally take you to the magazine. I have an online course called Purpose Finder because I have so many people reaching out, but how do I find my purpose? So I've created an online course called Purpose Finder and uh, the main website is sharmore.com.au forward slash links hub. So links hub uh, that's the main one if you pop that in the notes uh, for anyone that will get them to my main website my speaking side the magazine purpose finder and everything else that we get up to oh that's so wonderful i appreciate you being on the show today what a great story i mean how often do you get to talk to somebody who was uh, uh in a in, in an arranged marriage situation at 11 uh, and then you come out of that when you're 15 and a half years old with the superhero Aussie dad who's like, oh. ah, we got to give her a choice. Um, and, and here you are, you know, now running your own magazine, multiple businesses, keynote speaker. I mean, what a great story for another 11 year old to hear. Oh, look, 100%. And Ryan, I got up early this morning so that that one person who hears your show realises Shah got up this morning in Australia early for me. And that for me, if you, if they ever contact you and tell me, please let me know because that's, that's my why. I know that I'm here and I know that I didn't go through any of those terrible things and all the other things I haven't shared just for myself. I've taken one for the team so I could learn those lessons and teach other people how to turn your past and not let it dictate your future. And I hope that they look at what I've done so far and realize that they can do it too. It doesn't matter what age and what you've gone through. There is absolutely a different path for you. It's your why, it's your soul's fingerprint. So I hope that that helps one person uh, that's listening to your show today. Shar, I like what you just said too. You said what I've accomplished so far. <laughs> well, I have to say that, Ryan, because I'm still that little determined girl inside going, watch me. And I love it when people say to me, you can't do that. And my husband does that as a joke if we're trying to get something done around the house. Oh, you wouldn't be able to do that because he knows that grit inside of me and that little <laughs> girl going, you watch me. <laughs> well, when what's next? I mean, would you have other plans on the horizon? Uh you know, other, other enterprises or businesses you're thinking of starting or, you know, maybe some philanthropic, uh, adventures. What, what's next? 
Oh, look, a long list. Uh, in short, I'm running retreats in Bali. Actually, literally in two weeks, I'm taking a group of women who just want five days out of their life to really work on their mindset and turn up with their excess baggage and leave without it uh, and really know and help them find their why. So there'll be annual retreats in Bali. Uh, we're launching a compilation book called Why Not? Uh, and it's it's amazing women who at some point in their life have looked at an opportunity and said, why not? And then what happened when they took that courage and found that grit? Uh, we're, we're running annual retreats, um, sorry, conferences on the Gold Coast in Australia as well. I'm looking to do a lot of speaking in the States uh, next year. And uh, launching this online course, The Purpose Finder, has now allowed me to not just, like you said with radio, it was very confined. I was running it locally and there's too many people in the world that need this product. So now we've got a whole digital team that are about to take this product and launch it into the state's market. I want to help more people find their purpose and that's that's my mission is to really get out there and help as many people as I can. Uh, and, you know, there's lots of other things we've got in the pipeline. But philanthropically, uh, because we adopted our daughter from India at six days old and because of my childhood story, I believe that every girl deserves a chance to choose her future like my beautiful dad gave to me. And uh, we fundraise for a school in uh, outside of Delhi with 1,500 girls uh, and it's called Project Rani. Rani is my middle name. Rani is also my daughter's middle name and it means Indian princess. But we've made Rani mean raising awareness for needs in India. Some of these girls are sold at the age of eight unless they're educated or in a school environment because their parents can't afford to keep them because of the dowry they need to provide. So it's 60 Australian dollars a month. So what, 45 maybe US or something to literally take a girl off the street and give her three meals a day, education and a uniform. And we fundraise for them until they graduate. And there's money put aside for the dowry. So the parents don't need to take them out of school to pay for a wedding. It's all covered. And that's my mission is to help more girls because that's just a oh, not even a scratch on a scratch on a scratch, Ryan, with what's <sighs> going on over there. So yeah, I mean, uh, when, you, when you said dowry, project. when you said dowry, I'm like, what? Uh, mm. and I'm sure you understood this like people in the United States like we I mean I'm sure there's probably some maybe weird families that are doing some stuff like that maybe on the yeah. on the sly or something but when you say dowry I'm, I think of like medieval times you know yeah, like know. way back and I, I can't believe that that practice is still deployed anywhere in the world Oh, look, it's a 5,000-year-old tradition and I don't think it's going to be something that will change in a hurry. But I think once, if that's a passion of yours to make a difference to these young girls, you know, we featured one in our magazine, we, we profile them every issue, but there was one recently who uh, was taken off the street. Her father was a rickshaw driver earning a dollar a day. Uh, the mother wove baskets for 50 cents a day. Of course, she couldn't. they couldn't afford to send her to school. She was taken into Project Rani uh, years ago and has graduated and has been given a uh, contract with GE and she's earning this incredible income and now being able to support her family. Education is the answer to that. If she wasn't educated, she would be doing exactly the same, but she would yeah. have been married 10 years ago. So that's the difference that my husband and my family and I make through our business. Uh, and I think whatever calls you, whatever it is, 
find a way to give even 5%, 2%, whatever it is that's going to make a difference to the future planet, the future people. Oh, wow. I just got, I just got goosebumps from all that. I mean, <laughs> that's amazing. I, and, you know, for me specifically, I, I, I understand a lot of that too. There, I, I work with a group of, uh, uh, of web developers that are our partners uh, and they have uh, offices in, in Bangalore and then offices here in the States mm-hmm. in Denver. And so I actually get to work with a young woman. She's 23 or 24 years old. She just finished her, um, you know, her, her IT degree at whatever, I don't know what college it is in Bangalore, but, um, you know, she, she was saying some stuff to me too, about how, how difficult it is for a young woman in India. Um, Mm. and for her to even be where she is, I mean, she's a full on, you know, web developer, um, Mm. in India working for that. And she told me the same thing. She now supports her family. You know, she, Mm. she has money to help out with, you know, her mom, her dad, she has um, some younger siblings as well. And, um, you know, knowing, knowing the, the differences in society from, you know, you, the U S and India and other countries that, um, you know, I just, it, it always makes me feel good that there are other people who care enough to, you know, mm-hmm. for you, like go back home and, and make a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, the kind of, some of the reasons why I take time out of my day to do this radio show. I mean, I'm, I'm the mm-hmm. vice president of this company. I manage mm-hmm. 300 radio shows across our entire yeah. network. And I do this show because it's something that I feel that matters where I, where it's my small mm-hmm. way of being able to help somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're doing the same thing with, with that project and, you know, kudos to you on what you guys are doing and please keep it up and, and, you know, we'll do what we can on the voice America side to amplify that message because more people just need to be aware. Um, and that's why I love this medium of internet talk radio. It's global. You know, oh, I, it's I can, brilliant. And Ryan, and I'm honored that you've taken the time to to interview and chat with me because you are very busy running a, a big business. And, you know, I'm so honored when I get invited to speak, even if the audience is five people or 50,000, yeah. it's still a chance to share and, again, just help one person. Uh, so I'm so grateful for the opportunity to, to speak with you today, Ryan. Thank you. Yeah, we absolutely appreciate you being on today. Ladies and gentlemen listening to the show, Shar Moore, Give her a nice round of applause. You guys, make sure you go uh, do a Google search for YMAG. Go check that out. And, of course, you can find uh, Shar on her website. Uh, Shar, thank you so much for joining Finding Your Frequency. Uh, and if you guys are listening on your favorite podcasting mechanism, please, again, like I said earlier in the show, give us five stars because it's way better than four. Uh, drop us a note at info at voiceamerica.com. We love to hear from you guys uh, any uh, interesting topics or subject matter you want us to cover or any specific guests you maybe want us to reach out uh, and and have them tell their story, please drop us a line. And of course, you can always go to the website, findingyourfrequency.net. And of course, we're all over social media. You can follow Voice America at Voice America TRN. I'm at Radio Ryan One on Twitter. Uh, and of course, you can find us anywhere that podcasts are at. You can listen at any time on any device. Thank you guys for tuning in to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Ryan Treasure. And make sure you come back for some more stories of finding your frequency right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Thanks again, Char.